Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we'll be going over some of David Lynch's short films yes. and his weather reports. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're doing the more recent short films that he's been releasing on YouTube, which has been very exciting for me. I know as an artist, when the world seems crazy or when things seem like they're falling apart is always the time when I just want to make stuff. I mean, I want to make stuff all the time, but that's when I like feel like, oh, I need some way to make myself feel better. And that makes mm-hmm. me feel better. And since this whole quarantine has started, I started releasing like my photos just randomly on Instagram because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like anyone's going to pay for them. So I might as well <laughs> let people enjoy them if they want to. Yeah. And I feel like maybe David Lynch is feeling a little bit the same way because You know, he's just releasing all this stuff that he's had but never released. And he's doing these weather reports every day (laughs) and encouraging other people to do their art. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think um, this quarantine is really giving artists... It sucks because because of capitalism that they need to make money. But it's like almost like if they file for unemployment, it's like they're getting unemployment money at least to survive on that they can release their art without the pressure of this needs to be good to make money or needs to appeal I think it like just makes it makes me feel better about like art in general just like to consume art that isn't have the purpose not that every artist has the purpose to make money but like that's the the medium that's I guess producing it or putting it out that's like their purpose and so it almost feels like we're getting like more unfiltered yeah stuff and stuff that just feels more personal yeah and i enjoy it so much more yeah i agree i think maybe when we <clears throat> look back on this time mm-hmm. from some removed distance we'll be able to say wow a lot of really great stuff oh, actually yeah. came out of that time artistically oh yeah i mean even music yeah like, i can't i feel like we've gotten more like random music releases and good music and announcements in the past couple months than we have in maybe the past couple of years. Yeah. So, well, it's, yeah, it's exciting. It's, I, I've even started listening to it. <laughs> <That's pretty. sighs> well, um, do you have any notes for us today? Yes. So I have a couple of things about two of his shorts. What did Jack do? And fire parentheses pose are. <laughs> <laughs> so what did Jack do? It's a 2017 American black and white 2017. short film. Yes, that's when I think it was completely finished and released uh-huh. initially. It was written and directed by David Lynch, and it premiered on November 8th of 2017 at the... Uh, oh, gosh, it's French. <laughs> Fondation Cartier Paul... Oh, God. We need Josh here. <laughs> yeah, say, my French accent is the world's worst French accent. I don't understand how to do a French accent at all. Um, La Art Contemporaine, some foundation, art foundation <laughs> center in Paris. <laughs> and then it was later released to Netflix this year on January 20th for the public. Yes. Um, and in the film, you know, it's black and white. Uh, Lynch is a detective and he is interviewing a capuchin monkey named Jack. <laughs> All right, and so the project was first mentioned by Lynch in December of 2014 in an interview about his upcoming work. 
and he said, and I quote, right now I'm mostly writing Twin Peaks. I've got a painting going on and I'm building a chair. I love to build things and this is for a monkey film. <laughs> I'm working with a monkey named Jack and that'll come out sometime. It is not a chimpanzee. The monkey came from South America. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the chairs. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the film was eventually shot in 2016 and then you know premiered a year later uh-huh. at the Art Foundation, which will not be named, because <laughs> I cannot <laughs> pronounce it. Um, as part of uh, the launch of Lynch's Nudes photo book published by that same place. Oh, okay. Which I had never heard of. Is it like a, a um, I like don't... an art book? Yeah, probably. I have. I definitely have at least one David Lynch art book, which I thought maybe we would try to cover someday. I don't know how, how easy it will yeah. be to cover an art book, but... Um... We can figure something out. Yeah, I think he has... He might have several more <laughs> that I don't have. Let's see. Okay. He um, also had, during the premiere, he had an interview with Cashiers du Cinema okay, in October of 2017. Um, and he said, I will be in Paris for the release of this book. I will sign copies at the Paris Photo Fair, and then I will show my monkey film. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange film of 17 minutes. <laughs> Um, and then in May of 20th of 2018 is when it had its U.S. premiere uh, during Lynch's Festival of Disruption in New York. Uh, I've always which, wanted to go to that. I was going to say, hopefully one year we'll be able to go. Yeah, that would be so cool. Um, and then on, in the release in January 20th of 2020 was the date of his 74th birthday. So it's almost like a little birthday uh, present yes, to us. Yes, I remember that. And then it was put on Netflix. Yeah, it was like a little present. <laughs> yes. Um, I want to talk about, there's a whole section about like the reception of okay. it. And so um, it's a, a little thing about what people thought about it. But um, in his write-up of the film, Bloody Disgusting's John Squires called What Did Jack Do? An Oddball Gem. <laughs> <laughs> Writing for IndieWire, Tambay Obinson referred to the film as bizarre and unsettling, while at the same time calling it very funny, whether that was the director's intention or not. <laughs> On review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 92% <laughs> and an average score of 7.35 out of 10. So pretty good. Yeah. I think David Lynch is kind of, especially things like that, if you're not into him, then you're probably mm-hmm. not going to bother to watch it and review it. Right. And if you are into him, then it's like, yeah, this is right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the specifics of it, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, and so this is a quick little blurb about his other short film, Fire, Princess Posar. It was written, directed, and drawn by Lynch himself, with music performed by, oh God, Penderecki String Quartet, and written by Merrick Sabrowski, a frequent Lynch collaborator. I love the music. I I liked it, even though it made me feel gross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's uh, Merrick Sabrowski worked with uh, Lynch also on 2007 joint album Polish Night Music. Okay. Been in the works since 2015, and Lynch told the USC Thornton School of Music, the whole point of our experiment was that I would say nothing about my intentions, and Merrick would interpret the visuals in his own way. So I guess he drew it first, and then it was like, (laughs) watch this and put music behind it. Okay. Um, And then Lynch said, so I say it was a great successful experiment. And we know he loved experiments. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Does it say, what what year did it actually come out? Or did it come out before? Or did it just premiere on YouTube? Um, I think it just premiered. Yeah, because the article came out on May 20th of this year. And it said he just released. Does it explain what Posar means? 
Or is that fire in another language or something? I'm gonna. I doesn't say, but I'm gonna look it up because I was also. Oh wait, there's an album titled Fire by someone named Pozar. What is that? It came out last year. What is this? <laughs> weird. I don't know. Maybe it's like a weird uh, niche, like little like underground group that David Lynch just really loves. Let me see if I can find something. <laughs> We're doing detective work right here. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Polish English for blaze. Or oh, bright light okay. or fire. So I guess it also works for Polish night music, which he also collaborated with Mark Zabrowski, oh. who I'm assuming is probably Polish. I gotcha. So it all the, makes sense now. <laughs> the dots all connect. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I have for those two. Okay. Yeah, actually, I think I wrote down a little something about the weather reports for the deep dive. So I guess the notes will kind of span both. Yes. Should we just go ahead and do the recap? Yeah. Was there something else that we do before recap? Oh, first impressions. <laughs> oh, first impression. Yeah, let's do our first impressions. Okay. I would say I've just been watching them as they've come out, like, the mm-hmm. weather reports and everything and i've really been enjoying them i really liked posar um i thought yeah it was kind of it was creepy i, I liked doing the recap and knowing that oh sorry <laughs> i'm getting distracted i like doing the <laughs> recap and the fire one was mm-hmm. all visual with no dialogue so it's like doing a lot of visual recap and then what did jack do it's like all dialogue with right. just the barest of visuals i mean there's a pretty big visual of a monkey <laughs> talking right. but other than that you know <laughs> it's not like a lot of changing visuals exactly what did jack do is i don't know i think i've watched it two or three times now and every time it's a little different first time it was just kind of like a, oh as it always is with lynch uh-huh. what am i watching <laughs> <laughs> and kind of laughing you know and then afterwards i started to feel like oh i can really feel like the no war detective qualities mm-hmm. to this so the references yeah i i definitely enjoyed it i think i remember when i watched it the second time i was like oh that felt really short yeah <laughs> i thought it was like half an hour after i watched it the first time and then when i watched it the second time i realized oh it was only like 15 minutes it was yeah. super short <laughs> yeah i um yeah i uh these were the first times I watched any of these was like for the podcast. And uh-huh. um, I really enjoyed them. Yeah. I, there's something he has a quality about him that he like, if you like put these things on paper, <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's going to do minute long weather reports of Los Angeles. <laughs> it's like, and then he's going to do a movie, a little short film about in black and white about him uh, questioning a monkey about murder. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's on paper. It sounds like, okay like whatever yeah doesn't sound very interesting but then you he gets on screen and he has this quality about him that you cannot like you are entertained just by looking at him yeah through the stu- <laughs> like the simplest things um i just really enjoy him i feel like these shorts are a good way for people to understand lynch more mm-hmm. that makes sense like i feel like i understand what he's about yeah and him as a person even i feel like you get to see a more personal side which i like yeah i really love to see like the artistic side and the really mm-hmm. kind of out there stuff i think doing eraser head so early on was 
great because, you know, we could really kind of dissect that and just see like where he's come and still see all those elements. But like, yeah, it's definitely like a, a 2020 version. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If they, yeah, if they did like a a reboot of Eraserhead or something like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm like, not sure how that would go. It doesn't seem his style, but it would be really interesting. <laughs> I don't think he would let anyone else do it, but I would no. love to see him do something where he like at least expanded upon Eraserhead or Yes, that would be cool. Can finally get the answer to what was that baby? <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. And I feel like these are it didn't they, they didn't feel like um like artsy fartsy this is my interpretation of being deep and, you know, weird. And like, I feel like it was just super authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, now recap. Yes. Right. Okay. So, okay. So we, I, I, decided we should cover the weather reports even though they're mostly all very similar to each other Mm -hmm. so i just made like a short little list of some that were like just showed some of the variance in what the background looked like you know like Uh how the white balance was and then the ones where he kind of went off the script a little and did something different i put those in too so, um, yeah, they're just basic weather reports. They don't have any, like, meteorological science or anything. No. <laughs> he just, like, starts by saying what day it is, and then he explains what it actually physically looks like outside in L.A. at that moment. He tells the temperature and Fahrenheit and Celsius. <laughs> and then he says what the rest of the day will bring, which usually includes golden shuns- sunshine and blue skies. <laughs> <laughs> And then he gives the temps, that, or the temperatures, the temps, for later in the day. So cool. <laughs> I'm done with the meteorological lingo. <laughs> so, yeah, the white balance can change anywhere from, like, a very blue cast uh-huh. to kind of a clear to, like, a foggy whiteness. Yes. I've never seen any, like, particularly yellow ones or anything like that. No. Um, he's always wearing, like, a black button-up t-shirt buttoned all the way up. <laughs> he's always sitting at his shop desk and he's got this big phone in a box <laughs> behind him in a big red box and he's always got a steaming mug of coffee on his desk yeah i um i remember one of the one of the ones i was watching i kept seeing these like little wisps by his computer <laughs> and i was like is he putting like little like effects in here and i was like no it's just from his piping hot yep. coffee that's his effect yes um, <laughs> i did really enjoy the uh the ones where it was like a little more blue. Yeah. I like those a lot because it made you feel like it was that time of the morning where like the sun is just about to come up. Yeah. And it's like super, to me, that's like one of the most like peaceful times of day. Yeah. Everything is just so quiet and it feels so, everything is cool and it feels nice out and yeah, it just feels so peaceful. I loved that. One, <laughs> like when I, he did that. I'm never sure if it's like something like does he set the white balance for something to make it be like that or is it just kind of like an automatic thing that Mm -hmm. just be the way the light is coming in gives it that kind of effect yeah or if it's like this does he choose beforehand does he put a filter on afterwards yeah i say whether it's intentional or not i it like invoked a feeling which was really cool yeah i mean i'm sure that it is intentional a certain way i don't Mm -hmm. know how much of it is 
accidental intentional but um so i also want to mention okay so i've yeah uh the 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 day of the media blackout that was in solidarity of the black lives matter movement he just had an empty chair no weather report i mean he released weather report but it was just an empty chair yeah it was nothing else yeah and then 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 god suddenly catching a stutter the next day's (laughs) report was very uh, his normal typical one but he had the sign behind him that said black lives matter peace justice no fear yes and then at the end he gets up and uses a saw off camera and then you hear like some other shop sounds yes um with just the sign very impactful hopefully (laughs) And, oh, I put this in the wrong place. Um, there was one episode on D-Day, the anniversary yeah. of D-Day, where he does his normal weather report, but then he tells the story of a dream he had about yes. being a German soldier who got shot on D-Day. And he explains how, you know, the day involved over a million soldiers, and he was a 16-year-old, and his mother was so sad to see him go. And he was walking on the sand dunes and it was very foggy out. And then he like came upon an American soldier who shot him with a machine gun in the stomach. And then his body got really hot. And then he was on his knees and then lights out. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was like, wow, David, I feel like you had like a little glimpse into a past life like yeah. not past life or somebody else's life or whatever you yeah, know a connection to someone yeah but a crazy dream a very scary dream <laughs> a scary dream for sure but to like know all of that in the dream like that it's d-day and you're a german soldier and that you're only 16 and your mother is sad to see you go and right. you know there's just so much it's like a lot of it's a lot of detail yeah and then there was one other that I wanted to mention, which was uh, the day of Isabella Rossellini's birthday. He, right. at the end, wished her a very happy birthday, but later in the day came back with an extra report because he had to follow up and wish Sir Paul McCartney a happy birthday <laughs> because he had once publicly wished David a happy birthday. So, and he helps support the Transcendental Meditation Foundation that he right. has. So he just gave an extra little happy birthday report <laughs> for Sir Paul McCartney. He had to return the favor. Yeah. I was like, oh, look at this. Another one today. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they always end with, have a great day. <laughs> with a little salute. He's so funny. Yeah. Okay. So that was um, all, all we looked at for the weather reports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for what is David working on today, on May the 28th, <laughs> <laughs> he was working on a drain spout for the bottom of his wooden sink. <laughs> and in this video, he explains how he has to bend the pipe and how water is weird and you have to like have a second <laughs> ring around it to make it go into the right place. And then he shows the stand that he's varnishing and... He asks us, the audience, to tell him what we're working on. And that was his first one. Mm-hmm. What was David working on today? And then the next day, he comes in with another What is David working on today? Where he shows us the installed sink that he was working on right. the day before. And he shows us how the sink doesn't actually have a pipe coming out of the drain. It actually catches the water in a urinal. <laughs> Or a urinal, as he pronounced <laughs> it. The English call it. A swing-out urinal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, do you use that 
for the sink and for when you just need to go to the bathroom in the middle <laughs> of the hope, day. Hope not. It's such a weird um, tool. I mean, it's a very unique and interesting way to do that. You know, like right. you take. I bet it's easier <laughs> in certain ways. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's like one of those. Um, oh, what's it called? It's not not necessarily compost, but like water recycling. Like what's it called? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, like, yeah, like gray water and stuff like that. Yeah, like where they just recycle the water for, like, plants and yeah. whatever. And, I mean, I don't know if David works with clay. I work with clay. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he maybe he does. He, sh- he did some modeling. You can't really just put that down a drain clay yeah. or else it will clog it up. So maybe that's some way so Maybe it's, like, a preventative. Making sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was an interesting one. Oh. Yeah, he also, in that one, teases his next one, which is my favorite one, the incredible checking stick. <laughs> and he's still asking for reports from us for, um, you know, what we're working on. <laughs> working on. So um, June 9th, my favorite, the incredible checking stick. <laughs> <laughs> this st- stick he is showing us is a thing, a contraption that he's made himself. It's made of many components. First, there's a ball. And it has to be a globe shape. <laughs> and that globe attaches to a little piece of metal to help it aim where you want to focus. And then that metal attaches to a natural wood material, a long <laughs> other stick. And then another natural material, cotton string, is attached to that stick, which is attached to a little tab that has metal on it. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is you take the stick and you focus it on what you're trying to focus on. And you take the tab and you put it up to your head and you feel like you get a sensation in your head for what the stick is focusing on. Then, oh, no, no. First, you put it on your heart. I'm sorry. I did that backwards. But uh, first, you put it on your heart and you get a feeling. And then you put it on your head and you get a thinking (laughs) and you put those together and it helps you figure out your next move and i was like you know what i want an incredible jacket (laughs) yeah (laughs) i would i yeah i would say i i'm the type of person where like for most not most things but for some things it's just so much easier if you're just kind of guided to where you need to go next or led to sometimes a tool can help you um Mm -hmm. put things in perspective yes (laughs) He says, you don't really need it, but it can help you to focus, you know. His um, thinking and feeling makes him think he may need to destroy this painting before he can get it to where he wants it to be. And it's a tasty little piece. (laughs) (laughs) A tasty little piece. Uh, Well, now that I know how to make it, maybe I should try to make my own incredible checking stick. Yes, update us. That'd be so cool. Okay, and then on June 16th, he is building a stand for his microphone. He got a little microphone as a gift from a radio station. And there's, I mean, he goes through, like, all the little intricate details of how, like, he put this thing in so he could bend the wire. And he put this little groove in so that this little piece could fit perfectly. And then um, he... He oh, because he's using it in the weather reports. Yeah, you can actually see it show up in the weather mm-hmm. reports like halfway I did through. It. I was like, there it is. <laughs> and then he makes a box to protect the mic because it's in the shop with sawdust and sunlight and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's got red in it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he really enjoyed that. Um. Yeah. He really. Yeah. So then on the twenty first is just him numbering his 
lithographs. He had made this set of 60 lithographs, which he calls lithos the whole time. Mm -hmm. He says he loves making lithos, but he hates signing and numbering them. (laughs) Um, Now for the viewers and myself who don't know what lithographs are, do you know what they are? (laughs) Yes, I do. Actually, I took a whole class on printmaking. Um, Lithography is taking like a stone Uh and... I think he used kind of like a crayon or something to etch away the stone. Okay. And then you put paint on it and you can make a print out of it. Like depending oh. on. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like just a print making. I think that one uses stone and etching away the stone. Gotcha. With a certain type of crayon. So interesting. Yeah. And usually you can do like multiple colors if you want. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a lot of different really interesting ways to do printmaking. <laughs> I think lithography is one of the cooler ones because it's more artistic because you can actually paint on it as opposed to like a lot of the old timey ones, you know, were like chiseling. Chiseling. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. So, um, yeah, we basically sit and watch him sign a number. These or not sign, but at least number these 60 lithographs. It's weirdly out of focus the whole time. And that's it. And then there was another one yesterday, but I didn't write it down because it just came out yesterday. <laughs> uh, really? What was he doing? He was, um, I already forgot it. It was another something he was making. Some sort uh. of a contraption. Oh, something to slide his phone into. He was making like a <laughs> a phone stand so that he could do his videos, uh-huh. I think. And, you know, had like little grooves cut in because there's buttons and everything. And he was like... You can also use this thing, which is like the normal plastic one. It works perfectly because that's what it's designed to do. But, you know, it's fun to make your own. (laughs) (laughs) He's a creative. Yes. I love it. Me too. (sighs) Okay. So then the next one I thought we could cover is the story of a small bug. (laughs) It's like a three minute short. It's in this really small, tiny square format. Mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of empty black space on the outside. And it first, it's first David telling how he saw this bug on this little rock cliff outside his house. It looks like dirt, but he says it's rock, so I believe him. Right. He said it slipped down and was crawling back up and slipping down and crawling back up and desperately trying to get home. And then he doesn't tell us the ending because <laughs> we get to watch this bug. And it's like a little grub or something yeah it's like a little wormy yeah caterpillar and we watched the bug trying to get up this hill and keeps falling and there's these strong wind noises in the background it's very creepy after it falls there's a lizard that sees it and it runs over there and eats it and there's all these weird slurpy noises kind of like someone sipping through a straw i hate them and it's got a very eraser head feel yeah (laughs) very oh yeah um i found this one to be before that part a little funny because of all like the little the windy sound effects yeah and like uh at one point when the grub like moves a certain way like a little rock kind of like just tumbles down <laughs> but they he put like a sound effect in of like a avalanche yeah <laughs> so this whole time i'm like it's like this bug is climbing like mount kilimanjaro yeah. and he needs to make it to the top <laughs> yeah and then it ends in tragedy Ugh, it's terrible i guess for those for a bug watching it it would have been scored perfectly <laughs> yes <laughs> it's exactly what they feel yeah <laughs> so let's move on to fire okay Pozar. I guess I should probably look up the pronunciation in Polish because uh, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Um, let's see. 
<laughs> Pozad. Pozad. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not the most exciting. <laughs> okay, so fire. Pozad in Polish. It starts, it says David Lynch Theater. And it's got like this blinky black and white, but inverted. So like black and white is opposite when yes. you do inverted. It's of a, it's like of a theater and it zooms in and there's like a hand drawn three, two, one, blink, <laughs> blink, blink. And it's all art. Except for, I think the picture of the theater at the beginning was actually like a photograph. But okay. yeah, I don't mean to diminish between art and photography. They're all the same, but I think this is all hand drawn, the right. rest of it. Okay, so it starts off with like a drawing of an arch, which kind of makes it seem like a theater. Mm-hmm. And there's this textured surface behind it that's moving. And then there's a man. And he's got like this long head. Ugh. And it kind of reminds me of this other David Lynch series that we'll cover at one point called Dumbland. But um, mm-hmm. it's literally my least favorite thing David Lynch has ever made. So, <laughs> 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 But the, the guy kind of looks like one of the guys from that. So this man is wearing a bundle shirt, looks like. Mm-hmm. And he's got this book of matches and he lights one. And so we see him holding this match. The music is very staccato, like plucked violin or yes. strings. Very classical, too. Like, kind of, I don't know what period of classical music you would consider it, but like. I say I'm not very. Yeah, it reminds so. me of some other stuff I've heard before. Oh, yeah. So we see the man with the match that black and white inverts again so that it's like white on black. And okay, then we see a house and a tree. And they're very shaky. The whole scene is very shaky. <laughs> and then it's just a close-up on the tree. And then it's a close-up on the house. And then we see both. And the arch that's been there the whole time disappears. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little tiny small hole that forms. And it's surrounded by black as if someone like stuck a cigarette into it and burned it. Mm-hmm. And a little skull-looking head Ugh. pops out of the hole and wiggles out and this wormy body comes out with it and it kind of like goes up off the screen and then it slides back down and actually the shadow behind it is being more expressive than the worm is it's like moving a lot yeah the head actually kind of seems like it's separate from the body almost Mm -hmm. the way it's designed so then a couple of dark hands come out of the eyes of this worm and they turn into antlers and then out of the antlers float little black worms with an eyeball. They're just like an eyeball mm-hmm. with little black worms. And Oof. those worms float around a bit. And they're looking at us. They're getting closer. <laughs> and then all the worms float up. And then suddenly black dots start raining down as the background shakes like crazy. And the violin is just excellent right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So suddenly the tree and the house erupt in flame. And there's even more chaotic shaking. And then a tree branch, it kind of looks like a tree branch at first. It's kind of like a screen that wipes into the set. Uh-huh. And it just has a cutout of like an eye shape. And that's all you can see. That's the only way you can see behind it that the scene is still shaking behind right. it. But you can't really tell what it is. It just kind of looks like a weird tree branch and an eye shape. And the flames you can still see behind and it then it kind of the thing itself kind of pushes back or we zoom out or something and we can tell that it's more human as it goes like you can see the ear and i think it's 
the man from the beginning who lit the match. Uh-huh. I think it might be like a big version of his head. Yeah, because it's got a mouth and an ear. So, But that starts to fade out. And meanwhile, fading in is the wormy face again. Mm-hmm. And we see a new background scene. It's kind of like a windswept looking scene with like dead trees. And there's like an industrial building looking in the background. Mm-hmm. And the fire fades out. And the ghost face starts crying. It doesn't have the wormy body. It's just the face. Right. Yeah, the ghost face is crying. It starts to move back. And black hands come up and cover the eyes as it's crying. And then they, like, become translucent. And then they start getting opaque again and becoming translucent. And they just keep switching back and forth. This part reminded me of that video game I talked about a while back, Rusty Lake. Uh (laughs) Something about the hands coming out. So then the face and the hands fade away and all these antlered long-legged stickmen uh-huh. they seem very shadow puppet-ish yeah. even though I don't think they actually are shadow puppets but they move like a shadow puppet would. They come sauntering in. <laughs> There's a bunch of them and they kind of t- are taking steps back and forth, back and forth and they're they're kind of all proportional to the background so like there's ones really far away and there's ones really close up and there's just a ton of them and they're all walking back and forth on the land and they kind of seem like trees almost Mm -hmm. and as this is happening the arch comes back and it fades to black (laughs) we get the credits um yeah did you have any thoughts on that one (laughs) yeah i just like re replaying it in my mind when we got to like the long-legged stick people at the end uh-huh. uh, they're the way they were shaped and like how long their limbs were <laughs> reminded me right now of return to oz the wheelies oh yes spooky wheelies yes <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like they would fit perfectly within this yes short um but i i it was a weird one because uh animation like this and like the music style aren't always my favorite because they make me feel <laughs> gross and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a, and, and it just makes you feel like, I don't know, like greasy almost. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Coraline, that kind of thing. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't dislike it, but it, it, I can't not have that reaction while yeah. watching it. So it's almost like, it's like mentally irritating because like it forces it on me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm not sure if I necessarily got what the story was no. or if there was a story except for that maybe fire was the thing because like the guy discovers fire I guess but he didn't really discover it because it was a book of matches so it had obviously already been around right but it like burns a hole in the sky and then something comes out and then when we see the long-legged guys they kind of look like trees but they also look menacing and the music is really it's hard to tell whether it's menacing or if it's just i don't know but there's like that kind of industrial factory in the background so i don't know i don't know if it's trying to say something or if it's just a um just like a thoughts on paper or something like yeah. stream of conscious because the wormy thing that comes out is creepy but then yes. it's crying yes which is also kind of creepy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought it was uh the music itself to me that kind of music is scary it makes you think of like scary movies like uh yeah. what's that one called yeah it does have like the that scary movie quality yeah i can't remember what it's called right now 
<laughs> there's um it reminds me of some specific composer uh-huh but i can't really think of what it was it makes you think of those movies they're not the did you ever watch the conjuring i don't think so. no it's like not those i think it has that element of music in it but it's like the one right before it. it's not sinister <laughs> I cannot remember what it's called. Hold on. Let me look it up really fast. Okay. I'm going to put this on pause real quick. All right. So what did Jack do? Yes. <laughs> All right. This one, I was very pleased to see the Absurda. Absurda. Remember Eraserhead was mm-hmm. said it was produced by Absurda. You're right. I didn't even catch and that. And I was like, I've never seen that in, before on a David Lynch thing. And so it was interesting to see it show up on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is in black and white. It's in a train station. It's like a very barren room. It's just kind of like a diner table. It's mm-hmm. all very gray and kind of dirty looking. There's a a window and through it you can kind of see a train station, I guess. Mm-hmm. So David Lynch is playing the detective. <laughs> he comes and sits down next to Jack, a capuchin. Yes. Capuchin monkey. <laughs> Not a chimpanzee. Not a chimpanzee. <laughs> uh, David Lynch actually looks gigantic when he comes in and sits next to this tiny monkey. <laughs> Even though proportionally, I think the table is Pretty, his size. Yeah. But it just something about him coming sitting next to this monkey makes him look really big. So he comes in, he asks Jack if he knows anything about birds. And Jack, with a weird, not totally unconvincing yeah. lips replies that he'd heard birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think Jack is wearing a suit just like Lynch. Yes. Like they both have the same clothes on. Uh, he says, he's been seen, oh, Lynch says, he's been seen with birds, farm birds. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, for a while I lived near a farm. And then, um, I don't know whether I should just call him the detective or Lynch the whole time, so I might switch back and forth, but the detective... <laughs> He lays it out for him. He says, you've been seen with chickens. <laughs> and Jack thinks that the detective is a strong arm man. And he says, I am. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Santa Claus. And they both kind of speak in cliches for a while. Like, you'll not get a free lunch. I read the papers. There's an elephant in the room. Start talking turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Jack responds, and sometimes he just speaks in his own cliches. At one point, a waitress comes in to bring them coffee. She says that all the trains have stopped and the place is crawling with cops. I think that might be his wife. I'm not sure. It seems that there might be a murderer on the loose. And then she leaves. I forgot she was in it until I just got (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, Lynch wants to know if Jack is a member of the Communist Party. (laughs) And he says... Jack says he would lay his life on the line for a chicken. <laughs> He's a plastic bag specialist. <laughs> Jack is feeling aggrieved. He says his house was set on fire. The detective says, but they found feathers. And he knows why the chicken crossed the road. <laughs> and Jack isn't nervous. He used to hang out with clowns like him. <laughs> Jack hates Bristol. What happened in Bristol? I don't know. I was like, oh. Was there a Jane Austen-related event? (laughs) (laughs) So the detective lets Jack know that there were no other men or monkeys. 
that she, that she cried all night over him. And Jack says, this thing is bigger than both of us. Jack believes that Max went to her. And the detective Lynch says, Max never left the club. And Jack admits that he saw her that night through the window. And Lynch thinks that when he shot... Oh, yeah, that's when the detective Lynch thinks that that's when he shot Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting a little to the story, finally. <laughs> he, he says that Sally will testify. And Jack says... Who's going to believe in an orangutan? (laughs) (laughs) And then Lynch starts smoking. And Jack wants to know if he talked to the janitor, Shelby. He was with Sally. Jack doesn't even own a gun. Just a knife with which he once killed an alligator to save a rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Lynch, or the detective, seems to give in a bit. And he wants to go back to the beginning. And Jack tells his story. His first wife rode his ass until a banshee killed her in the bush. And he felt Lord. an extraordinary freedom after that. And that's when he met Tatuban. Tatuban? I think so. Tatuban. A hen. He really loved her, it seems. And it's all like a crazy nightmare. She and I lit the flame of love. And then music comes in. And the scene changes, and there's kind of like white spotlights, mm-hmm. and we kind of see, we go back into Jack singing. <laughs> Jack is singing. <laughs> True love's flame burns so bright, and the monkey is starting to look a little bit like David Lynch to me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and the spotlights come in throughout the song, and the song, I think, is called The Gold of True Love's Flame. Which is right on brand for a David Lynch song in the middle of a show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So after the song, Lynch looks over and a white chicken walks in. And Jack screams. (laughs) And this very noir music bass drum, boom, 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 comes in the background. (laughs) The chicken runs away and Jack yells, Tatajuban, my love, and chases after her. Lynch blows a whistle and says, get him, boys. (laughs) He takes out a gun from his suit and he follows Jack. And we stare at the empty door (laughs) and hear the detective say, Jack is under arrest for the murder of Max Clay. And we have indistinct yelling and dramatic music as we stare at the empty door. And it goes to black and the credits. (laughs) And apparently Jack Cruz played himself and performed his own song. (laughs) (laughs) And then it says 2016. Year of the monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And yeah, when I read that back, it made even less sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I really enjoy this. I think this is probably my favorite (laughs) out of all of them, just because I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Um, And there were so many jokes in it. But I, I also found like a parallel to like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Kind of like that whole like. Yeah. Noir noir fictional real life like mix up yeah and so like the whole like the whole thing like the idea that there are like you know obviously humans but then there are these animals who could talk who are (laughs) also ingratiated in this community with the humans and there's relationships (laughs) and everything i I just loved it i thought it was so (laughs) i I found that to be a good reference for it and really enjoyable i would say if i can sum up what happened jack had a relationship with Tatatuban, a chicken, yes. who worked at a club, and he got jealous, thinking that she was going out with Max, right. who I don't know what kind of 
creature Max was. And he, one rainy night, went to the club to check on if something and then maybe shot Max. We're not totally sure, but that's what the detective thinks. Right. Yeah. And there was an orangutan. <laughs> Which I like. Is that their form of racism? <laughs> it's like, no one will trust an orangutan. <laughs> maybe. So interesting. <laughs> but I really enjoyed this one. I, yeah. I enjoyed Max and his performance. And the mouth was really convincing. It was really yeah. weird. I was like, it doesn't feel super fake. No, it doesn't feel like someone else's mouth put on. It actually right. looks like he's talking. It's not super convincing. Right. Because it's, it's got like a little CGI bit of a slidiness anything, but... to it. But it works really well. Yeah. And I love the noir music at the mm-hmm. end like bum, bum, bum. i think i ordered um i did order a 45 that's got um mm-hmm. the songs from the that short so we'll see <laughs> for some reason i can only get david lynch soundtracks on record i don't know if that's just oh. a thing he has but... maybe it's like a yes a purposeful except for twin beaks of course right but like i had to get blue velvet on record i found a racer head digitally strangely enough really yeah so, should we say what our favorite one of those was? Or what our favorite thing is? It, sure. Is yours just what is... What would Jack do? I think my favorite was what um, what did Jack do? Yeah. Um, Just because it felt the most... I don't know. I just... I found it so funny. Like, I felt like it was, like, specifically... Like, I feel like it was purposefully a comedy. Yeah. And it felt the most lynchy. And, like, the... I'm, like, finding these little things, like, Jack's voice, how it was so monotone and kind of, like, slow. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, like finding these little things i'm like oh that's a lynching thing to do <laughs> yeah. and um i just really enjoyed it yeah i really like that one too i think maybe fire mm-hmm. i might have enjoyed a little bit more just because i just think it was so interesting the visuals and i really really liked the music in that one uh-huh. um but i would i think the incredible tracking stick is my favorite <laughs> 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 to tell the truth <laughs> i like these little peeks into like his real like everyday life yeah because it i feel like with all especially with like a racer head and, and all these like kind of meta artsy films it kind of like gives this air of like you know he's this creative and this like thinker introspective person and yeah he seems like really i don't want to say like it seems like his ideas are very unattainable mm. to like i would say just kind of like people who digest just kind of normal everyday stuff but i feel like these little peaks really give you like an idea of oh he's just like you know a goofy guy yeah yeah i yeah it's i'm so glad he's been putting out all this stuff it's felt like you know i have not missed one even though i've been so hard for me to watch anything Uh uh-huh well youtube is definitely the easiest for me to watch because i could take things in like two to 15 minute increments yeah (laughs) yeah i've been really really happy to see those show up every day and be able to watch a little weather report yes from david lynch Yes. I really liked, um, I watched that, I think there was a QA video oh, yeah, that yeah. he did, and someone asked about Jack, and <laughs> he gave us a little update that last he heard, Jack was transferred to Guatemala, <laughs> or is in Guatemala, and he's on trial or something. It was <laughs> it was really funny, and I just, I think he's just so funny. I yeah. think people see his stuff, and they think he's so, like, um dramatic and like serious and it's yeah. whatever but i think he's just like one of the funniest people yeah 
Yeah, I should have mentioned this in the check-in. Well, that's another thing. Um, we can compare D- David Lynch and Jane Austen. They both yes. have good senses of humor. Yes. But I was thinking uh, one thing I noticed after these last two that we did, the Northanger Abbey and Twin Peaks, that they're both really interested in getting into the complexities of uh-huh. human nature. Yes. Like seeing both the good and the bad. So I should have mentioned that the check-in, but I'll mention it here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do the deep dive real quick. Okay. Um, It's not really too deep divey. I kind of just went and kind of am covering, I would say, David Lynch's wilderness years. Uh-huh. His internet years uh, between 2001 and 2013, before he did the redo of Twin Peaks, he hadn't mm-hmm. really done that much stuff. Like he came out with Inland Empire, but that was uh-huh. it in the realm of movies. But he was he started David Lynch online or DavidLynch.com uh-huh. on December 10th, 2001, and in 2002 he created this this series of online shorts, Dumbland. The okay. one that yeah. I don't like. Yeah, is that your least favorite? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll cover it someday, though. The same year is when he created Rabbits, which okay. has been coming out. And we definitely are going to cover that probably before the end of the year. Because yes, I'm excited for that one. Those are very interesting. And this was all, like, on his website. I think he might have had to pay, like, to get all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never, uh, you know... In 2001, I was traveling across the country. I was not even online at all. Right. (laughs) Okay, so also that same year, he made a digital video. He made Experience TS with digital video in the form of... I don't know what what I was writing. He made some sort of a digital video thing Uh um, in the form of a Japanese-style horror short called Darkened Room. Uh I don't know what that was. I don't know how I'll... Maybe he'll release it on YouTube. (laughs) And in 2006 was when he'd made Inland Empire. And in an effort to promote the film, he had a cow. He he made appearances with a cow with a placard bearing the slogan, without cheese, there would be no Inland Empire. (laughs) (laughs) So that was his like little web advertisement. Uh, 2000. This is all like his web history. (laughs) 2009, he produced a documentary web series directed by his son austin which i was like he has a son austin like jane austen that's spelled the same son has an i and not an e um but still it was called i swear to god i think i just made another typo the i never project the i never project i wrote i nerviest project but (laughs) that's not right i don't know (laughs) (laughs) anyway moving on you guys don't really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do, but I'm sorry I got it wrong. Um, it's okay. But I have to move on. Also, in 2009, <laughs> he collaborated with Werner Herzog to produce, produce, produce Herzog's film, My Son, My Son, What Have You Done?, which is based on a true story of an actor who committed matricide. Oof. He had plans to direct another documentary at this time, but nothing has been heard of it since. <laughs> It was about a yogi and interviews with a yogi. Maybe it's in the vault. Maybe. In 2010, he began making guest appearances on the Family Guy spinoff, The Cleveland Show, as Gus the Bartender. 
<laughs> I think my dad was just saying he saw him on, or was it? He saw him on something. It was really oh, funny. it was Laura. Oh, Laura. Uh, I can't remember what she was watching, but he made an appearance. Is it like Curb Your Enthusiasm or not Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. It was something. I can't remember what she was watching, but he made an appearance and was it what we do in the shadows? No. No, because you wouldn't know that. <laughs> Anyway, he's made a couple of little kisses. Yes. That, I guess that didn't show up in these years. Maybe it was more recent. Yeah. He also, that year, wrote and directed and edited a film called Lady Blue Shanghai. It was a 16-minute promotional film for Dior. Ooh. It was released on the internet. He directed a Duran Duran concert in 2011. Oh, <laughs> Which was streamed live. And he also worked... Uh, the band with the band Interpol to create an animated short I Touch a Red Button Man and this was played in the background of their concert at Coachella. Interesting. And it was later made available online. I've never seen any of these. Mm. At this during this time people believed that David Lynch would never make another film. When asked he would say that he just didn't have an idea, but when he did he would make it. <laughs> <laughs> in 2012 he had a three part arc oh that's is it a three part arc in FX's Louie as Jack Doll. That's what it yeah. is. He also directed a Nine Inch Nails music video in 2013 for the song Come Back Haunted. Hmm. So that was just like the wilderness years. He was just kind of I don't. I thought maybe some of these were made during that time and just being released, but... No. No. <laughs> so they're just random info for you guys. Um. <laughs> it seems like such like a, a fun kind of life to live creatively in like those years just like not having like an obligation to a tv network to create a tv show and just kind of being like i kind of want to do a music video yeah i want to be in a couple episodes of the show yeah whatever inspiration right that's like really cool yeah yeah i definitely admire that like the because i'm really into a bunch of different arts and so i'm like i can't just focus on one i gotta do whichever one is most inspiring to me at the moment Any final thoughts? I really enjoyed these. I feel like these shorts are a really great way for people who are either intimidated by his work or his ideas. I feel like they won't understand it. I feel like, strangely, like these little shorts that are also a little bit like, you know. Especially weird. (laughs) Yeah, absurd and a little bit irrational at some points. They make him seem more accessible to me. Yeah. And I feel like I understand him more because they're more personal. Yeah. I like that a lot. I, I agree. I have really enjoyed them. I'm really glad to be able to see them without having to like go through a bunch of rigmarole and yes. just have them released on an easy format that everyone can see and is really accessible has been really cool. Yes. I say, keep doing it, David Lynch. Yes. <laughs> keep putting out your YouTube content. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So that's all for that. recommendations i don't have one <laughs> i gotta think real quick I, I think i have some you go first okay um first thing i want to recommend i have i think just two little things one of them is a new hulu like cultural cooking show called taste the nation with padma lakshmi oh yeah um you know padma from top chef she's the host of top chef and she's got various like really successful cookbooks there's just one book that i want it's like a 
Encyclopedia of Spices. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, I am like dying to get that book because I would love to know <laughs> all this, like just, you know, little information about these. But, um, but she um, has this new show on Hulu where she travels around the country and will center these different cultures that either were that were immigrants and some that were native to the Americas and kind of explain how like they brought this food culture with them that kind of has become so assimilated and maybe dumbed down and ingratiated into American culture, like the hamburger or just, you know, different kinds of foods with like uh, Latin groups and stuff. Uh huh. But um, I just found it so interesting. It was really good to see these cultures celebrated. Like, and some of them I didn't know, like um, there was a whole episode about the Navajo Ugh. and it was like that was probably I think my favorite That's episode cool. because it was like I guess with like Native American food I have personally no realm of knowledge about like what does that food taste like oh yeah because uh, she went um, onto the reservation with a food gatherer and they were gathering all these foods I'd never heard of like these that's awesome I love learning about like all the work that you had to put, like how to eat a saw palmetto yes. and that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. And just like, I want to try that food because I have no realm of, I was like, what does that even taste like? Cause I've never <laughs> even heard of this thing. It doesn't have, it had like these really weird, like lemony vanilla kind of taste to it or something like that. It was like this really interesting, interesting. combination. And so, and uh, Padma's very personable on the show. She's very like silly. And um, I just, I find it really interesting. There's like a little, glimpse at the Golagichi people uh-huh. which have some roots in Florida oh, North Florida cool. which is like where we get soul food from basically it's oh. Golagichi oh yeah 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 yeah. so it's really really interesting I would really recommend that awesome. that's on Hulu <laughs> um and then my second recommendation is to uh look up the story of Elijah McLean and if you have the ability to donate to his GoFundMe his parents GoFundMe uh, please do it's a really tragic story another tragic story that didn't even happen this year it happened last year and nothing of course has been done about it and so it has been the cause of me bursting into tears at yes. least six times this week. it's just it, another sad story it just never ends it seems uh he was an unarmed black man killed by police it was caught on video nothing's been done so find um i would say go to the instagram page justice for elijah mcclain there are like phone numbers to call emails to send and places to donate on there I would recommend his parents go fund me. But yeah, I think that's like a really thing that's been in the news a lot lately and something that is just another unexplainable like tragedy. Yeah. I mean, explainable in the sense of racism, but you know. <sighs> right. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah, this was very upsetting. I guess I- I'm just looking at my recommendation list of things mm-hmm. that I loved. I'm going to recommend a show. It only had one season. You can find it on HBO Max now, uh-huh. or HBO if you still have the old version. It's based on a series of books, which I, I love. Anytime, it's, I don't know how many books there are, maybe like 18 of these books. <laughs> Every time one comes out, I listen to it, and it just, the narrator does such a great job. They're just make they fill my heart with joy. Mm-hmm. But the show is called, the, the show and the books, The Number One Lady Stick. The number one ladies detective agency. Okay, I've heard of it. I it starred Jill Scott mm-hmm. and um oh uh, was it Anika? Nodenka? That sounds familiar. She has Mama Kutsi. Yeah, I um are you looking it up? Yeah, I'll say <laughs> I don't want to say it wrong. 
it was such a great encapsulation of the books. It really caught the spirit of just like the character and, you know, it might be written by an old white Scottish man, but <laughs> somehow he managed to capture the joy of an, a lady detective in Botswana. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love it. I, th- I think he grew up in Botswana. Yeah. I've heard great things about it. Yeah, it's as uh, Nika Nunnerose. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's really short and it's like a great little one season. They should have made more. I always wanted them to make more, but... You know, sometimes you just get one, and one is great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I suggest watching that. Um, Next week, we are starting Emma, the new Emma, um, starring Anna Taylor-Joy, directed by... Oh, God, every time I try to think of a name, it flies out of my head. (laughs) I was saying, I almost just blurred out Wes Anderson, but it's not (laughs) Wes Anderson. No, it's not directed by Wes Anderson. It kind of looks like it. Directed by... Um, Autumn DeWilde. Autumn DeWilde. I absolutely love a Jane Austen adaptation directed by a woman. Yes. I love one. I feel like we've had plenty of men directed Jane Austen adaptations. <laughs> we need like all women directing them yes. for a while. <laughs> I completely agree. And yeah, so I'm so excited to do that. And after that, we're doing some more David Lynch shorts. I would love to tell you what we're doing exactly, but <laughs> it'll probably be the kind of like um, the grandmother and like six men getting sick. The ones he did in art school, mm-hmm. the early ones. So we can compare and contrast some of the early and later stuff in his shorts. So that'll be interesting. Yes. Unless rabbits for some reason all gets put out before yeah. <laughs> we might do rabbits. So yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Yes. Yep, I didn't even mention that we're back on the microphones, but if you listen yes. to the check-in, you probably noticed that Halfway we are. <laughs> I, it's probably not going to be consistent because, you know, those are the times we're living in inconsistent right. times. But hopefully, it'll be consistent and coming out every Tuesday morning. Yes. Night, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, my brain is starting to shut down. So I better say <laughs> adieu. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Yes. Um, our contact. Oh, right. <laughs> I almost completely forgot. Um, our contact real quick. Uh, mannersofmadness at gmail.com if you'd like to email us. Our Twitter is at mannersofmadness. And uh, Maya will do some tarot card readings every once in a while. So keep an eye out Hell for yeah. those. Instagram is at mannersofmadnesspod. And our website is mannersofmadness.com. And you can leave us a voice message. Yes. And please... Get in contact. We'd love to hear from you. Give yes. us a rating and review if you would like. We'd really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And you guys, keep on keeping on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Yep. Do uh, all the things you need to do. Yep. Take care of your mental health. Yes. And have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.